0: Good afternoon Arsenal fans, welcome to our latest 49 Undefeated podcast, uh, I'm the editor for the for London. Tom Marshall-Bailey, I'll be heading things up with me, uh, we've got Andy Hart, our social media editor, good afternoon
1: Andy, afternoon mate, alright?
0: Uh, yeah, all good, yeah, not too bad, and uh, and we've got Charlie who is out in Munich for us ahead of tomorrow's big game, we've got the press conference this evening, How how are things over there Charlie?
2: Very nice, mate. Very sunny. Very uh, beautiful city in the the sort of hour that I've been here, looking around at the moment. So yeah, very look, much looking forward to for the next couple of days.
0: Fantastic, um, and we'll have loads of coverage around the press conference this evening. Um, plenty of stuff going on. Um, plenty of stuff on the website already. Combined elevens, which I'm sure will get people talking. Um, obviously, tonight is is massive, gentlemen. Um, but we'll quickly touch on what happened at the weekend Arsenal back to winning ways by hook or by crook against Hull Andy, what did you make of what was a
1: pretty turgid performance I think it's fair to say Yeah, I mean we, we both watched it didn't we and uh, it, was, it goes back to that sort of slow start that we've been seeing from the team the last couple couple of weeks It just there wasn't really any spark there we, we all said that we wanted to see Danny Welbeck start the game um, I think I was pretty disappointed that he didn't. And again, you know, you, you saw the team that he did put out, and I thought, mm, yeah, still enough to be whole. I know they've been in good form, and, and the managers really turned things around. But you know, I thought there was enough. We he went with the front sort of three or four that that was so good early in the season with Sanchez up front on his own, with Erzul, and Walcott. So I, th- I thought, you know, maybe we'd see a, a sort of return to that fast-flowing football. We didn't really see that, and um, you know, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a loss too wide to be honest is it I'm not sure if it goes back to the whole missing Fazola thing or is it something else it's getting a bit it's a bit worrying at the moment actually and Alexis
0: bails us out yet again doesn't he Charlie
2: oh he did yeah I got, I'm still going back to what Andrew talking about I think given the week that i thought had going into that confidence was rock bottom everyone was up on and everyone was waiting for a slip up and I think they felt that pressure against them. to be fair I actually thought they started pretty well. I I thought they set a decent tempo in the first half and um I think they finished the first half with ten shots and Hull only at one and um and Arsenal I thought deservedly had the lead, albeit by a very fortunate goal, which probably shouldn't have should counted. But I thought the second half was when things got really nervy it stayed one 0 for long enough um for, for longer and longer and the Hull really started to Get that sense, they might be able to sneak something from it, and it, you could sense certainly around the Emirates, but um certainly around the press box in the Emirates, anyway, people getting edgy, you could sort of sense that there's possibly an equaliser coming, but um it, it wasn't the end. To be fair, I didn't really have that many chances, but they pitch out like a couple of times. and um and then we nicked it, but the second goal was on the breakaway with the, uh, with the paddock. Um, but I thought that the performance for me didn't really matter. Last weekend, I thought we were so short on confidence and everyone was so low after the dreadful week we'd had that all that mattered was getting back to winning ways. And, and when we did that, we got the three points up. I thought he'd just sort of stop the rot a little bit and could just take a little bit of confidence into tomorrow night's game, which was all important.
0: Well, that, that was obviously the key. Two back to back defeats. Yeah. Obviously, it was a disjointed performance, and he doesn't, from a kind of a, a longer term perspective. Make for you know, pretty you know, particularly good watching, really. Um, it was, I thought it was quite disjointed at times. in midfield again, I know Chamberlain had a great performance, but again, they just looked a real lack of fluidity about the team. But ultimately, as Charlie said, three points on the board, all this talk about a power shift with Tottenham, and they go and you know, blooming do what they always do at Anfield and fall apart. That was funny, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, and. <laughs> It's admittedly we've. I'd, I'd argue that we probably of the top six have one of the more difficult fixture lists left. But as Charlie said, obviously ahead of such a big game in Munich, just getting some some more some points on the board, getting back into a position where we now feel okay. Admittedly, there's a, there's a game coming up at Anfield, which is going oh, <laughs> to be huge. Absolutely, um, it's going to be huge, and it feels probably fills all of us with a bit of dread. Um, but. heading into a game of this magnitude
1: getting those points was just so important wasn't it yeah no you're both right I mean it's one of those games where we probably won't even remember it in about a month's time it's just all about getting the points on the board and that's that's what the what the biggest shame about the Watford result is it's just it was just one of those games where we just needed to just be professional and finish the job get the points on the board but you know it's not to be Um, hopefully hopefully they can take some confidence out of it and and uh, you know, we go into the, the Munich game, hope you know, and get some some real fluidity back to our play because I think we just haven't seen that for so long now, and it, um, it's a bit worrying. But I think tomorrow is going to be one of those games where we need to be very well organised defensively, um, and just hopefully nick something on the break because I said it to you in the office. I think we need to score out there that's the most important thing for me.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the consensus certainly amongst Arsenal fans I've spoken to is if we can score, if mm. if we can keep it to I mean a draw Fantastic, but a narrow defeat. It's I cordial. think I think fans would probably take a, a two-one in the circumstances. Charlie, do you? Uh, I would, I
2: would snap your hand off for a two-one. There you all, go. All day long. There
0: you go. Do you do you subscribe to the get idea? An goal, get an getting
2: away goal and only and limit yourself to one. goal will and the a goal. I think you've got to take that very good result over hitting a really saw what happened last time earlier. Absolutely, it was, uh, it was just an absolute disaster, and it's three 0 down by half time. It was game over, and I can't afford that. You now we've got to start well, right? And you're saying it's all about being organised and um, uh, sort of shielding the back four and not giving Bayern any sort of really limiting the supply to that and, and if we can get if we can sneak out of here with like I said a bit of one goal deficit and the away goal then I think Arsenal will be absolutely delighted that obviously you prefer to be all square or even somehow sneak a lead but I think a, a one goal deficit with an away goal would be a, would be a very good result for Arsenal at
0: a place like this. Do you buy into the idea that this is a good time to play by Munich?
2: No, not really. <laughs> I look at their team and I really buy it, and you look at where they
0: are on the league table and they're walking away a bit again. And, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, have, I I'm, I've been a little bit surprised by this whole kind of. I mean, admittedly, the if we'd have finished second, it would have been a draw with uh, we'd have been up against Barcelona, um, and obviously you're you're not here for the second leg, Charlie. So I'd have been out in Barcelona and and vice versa. So we, we'll we'll you know overlook that, um, but. I, I just don't quite buy this idea personally that it's a good time to face them. Yes, okay, then maybe not the the same machine that they were on the Jupp Heynckes, and they're not. that they, they don't look like they're completely firing all cylinders yet. They're still seven points clear at the top of the Bundesliga. They've got world class players in every position. They they still look a a formidable. Um, it looks a formidable task um, for Arsenal to to overcome this, doesn't
1: it, Andy? I mean, it's going to be the toughest game we've had all season. For sure. Um, They might be missing uh, Xabi Alonso, which could be a bit of a bonus, to be honest, because he really does make their team tick. Boateng as well. Yep, I think they'll be missing Boateng and Frank Ribéry. Although they should be back for the second leg. So, um, look, whoever they feel, it's going to be a a really tough evening. The Arsenal players have just got to keep it tight in the first 20 minutes, because we... Like Charlie said, what happened last season in the group stages—if we concede early, I, you know, it's just damage limitation from then on, and we've got—they just got to keep their heads switched on. I think Shaq will probably come back in tomorrow, and it's a massive night for him. He's got to just keep his discipline because I think if it's him, a big opportunity, yeah, for him, oh, isn't it, it is because him, Chamberlain, and maybe Coquelin, who might play, on any you know, possibly, on any possibly, yeah, um, it's, it's a huge night for the for the midfield because they need to give that back four protection. So. Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, it's, it's going to be a huge test, but I think I
2: think that that midfield battle is so so important, and that's why yeah. I, I did a piece of and I would, I would leave Mesut Erza out to my mm. sounds stupid because he's such a very such a but but player,
0: it's but it's it's a huge talking point ahead of the game. Tactical.
2: Yeah, yep. Being tactically aware, and I think I'm just not sure you can have a player like Mesut over in a game like this in that number ten role. We're not going to have much of the ball. We're not going to do much attacking. So, is it really worth having? Someone basically who's allowed to do what he wants floating around in his attacking third—it just—it doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's all about keeping keeping things tight and just adding an extra little bit, bit of a protective barrier in front of the back four. So if you bring in either El or Jack, to you say, I think I'll bring in El I wouldn't play Jack. But I think to bring him in, having not played for three weeks, is quite a big ask. He must be—it'll be a little bit rusty. And I'd I play him. That is great to play. I'd play play him, Cochrane and probably move Box a little bit further forward out of the three but not telling him to go under and do an urzel role or anything like that they've all got to sit there and really keep things tight and if we can hit on the break i've got the play well there from the left for a few weeks and i'm hoping that arsenal has been saving him for this one because i think it'd be so important and, and um, because he would also help back defensively also you've got sanchez who is defend from the front so it's just all about keeping things tight it's all about work ethic it's all about backing each other up and i'm just not sure that urzel fits into that bringing back in for the home leg at the Emirates where more emphasis is going to be on attacking back in terms of tomorrow night, keeping yourself in the game, giving you something to yourselves to play for in North London, I, I, I'd leave them on the bench. I,
0: I find the whole selection conundrum in midfield, up top, really interesting. I, I mean, I actually would go for Xhaka, personally. I thought... Coquelin looked really, really out of sorts again at the weekend. I did. I thought Chamberlain's performance in midfield. I thought he was brilliant, and he would be possibly someone that I'd push into a ten role. Although I think I'd almost have it as a three. I'd have. I'd go for Jacquarel Nenny and Chamberlain personally. I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that adds a bit of steel. Well, I mean, the, obviously, work, right? And there'll be herring around if few things, but you've sort of certainly got a bit of physical presence there if you, if you play Xhaka and, you know, and then you next to each other.
0: Well, the, the, thing for, the thing for me is, if we were to play Welbeck in that left-sided role, I don't know about you, Andy, but I, I think that Xhaka is the kind of player that will look for those long balls and can exploit some gaps in between, in between the full-backs and, and the center half, because that's where I think Arsenal might get a little bit of joy, having a Welbeck out wide, having, having possibly Walcott. Walcott on the yeah. other flank. Walcott, obviously, I know we got a lot of stick for the for his role in the Chelsea, uh, Marcos Alonso goal in that he didn't cover, but something that a lot of people have flagged up this season is that, on the whole, he's been tracking back, making sure he's looking after Bellerin or whoever it is that's playing behind him. Yeah. what would you what, what would
1: be your midfield and forward combination tonight, uh, tomorrow night I'm like you I think I mentioned Xhaka I think you're right about his distribution I think we've missed that in the last couple of weeks it's going to be a game where they're going to press us really high every time we get the ball um, and we need that outlet so if we do play someone like Welbeck on the left or Walcott on the right I think Xhaka is going to be so important at just finding that space in behind and hitting those long balls because otherwise it's going to be difficult to get out essentially and um, when you've got a player like Coquelin who Maybe better off the ball, rather than on it. As soon as he receives the ball from the centre halves, we're going to be, you know, in trouble. Basically, it's basically going to be something like what Liverpool did to Spurs at the weekend. You know, uh, every time Wan got the ball, Liverpool flooded that midfield and pressed him, and well, it led to mistakes. And that that is something that could happen to us if we're not careful. And I think I think you're right. I think if we play Shaka and, and then El Nini, well, at least we have someone who can use the ball intelligently
2: when we get it which, which we be you know, a uh, The game. thing with, with Jack and you, you're actually bringing me around the idea of saying Jack I just want if he does play you've got to be very very disciplined You can't do anything to keep like just worry about Jacker in a game like this which is, it sounds a stupid thing to say when he costs 35 35 million and any experienced international but you've got to stay disciplined if he does play one yeah. bonus again of having Jacker is he's always oh, got a goal in his locker as well as if a ball falls to him 30 yards out you, there's a lot more chance of him mm. sticking one in the top corner than Coquelin which obviously the way goal would be so so important so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be averse to, to playing Xhaka either and I agree I thought Cochalan was poor at the weekend again he's not in a good run of four though. I would actually wonder about not playing Walcott and possibly pushing either Welbeck to the right possibly not but maybe um, away to the right I think there might be even more sort of work rate right, and physical presence and strength with those oh, 3 Walcourt was really really poor again at the weekend yep. just as was at Chelsea really struggling for a little bit of form at the moment despite that hat-trick at Southampton and I just wonder if anyone can sort of switch over and fill that void I'd love to see Perez but I see Perez in train today so I don't think he's going to be um, he's possibly going to be available but, and Benger loves away these I am expecting him to start tomorrow but I'll, I wonder if the two of them can switch, switch over and one of them play on the right hand side so you can fit
0: both of them in. I, I personally thought Iwobi suffered big time at the weekend, and I, I, I'm in. I agree. I think he would give you that physicality, that ability to move inside, good movement off the ball. My only fear with him in a in a game of this magnitude is, and I mean, last season was kind of his coming of age in the in the new camp when when Arsenal played Barcelona. Um El Nenny played really well in that game as well. Obviously he came up with a goal on that occasion. Screamer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um I, I, I guess my my feeling with Walcott, I just want it to, to come good, is that y- you know in a big game, Walcott is the kind of player that c- that can score, and I think as you say, the the, the the away goal is so important to Arsenal tomorrow night that I feel there's a greater chance. it, And that's why I think there's got to be a balance. And that's why I'd almost want it to be more of a, a, a three-man midfield. Make mm-hmm. it as compact as possible. Don't allow Tiago to get any space between... I can't believe you didn't put Tiago in your joint 11, by the way, Charlie. But we'll... we'll I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: gloss <laughs> over I still think, I don't know, give it... Put metal over, we'll bang on for... I don't it's it. mm-hmm. Yeah. He's... Um, Unfortunately, he's not bang on form. Well, this is it. I, I,
0: I think he could be... I, I mean, there are many danger men, but he strikes me Andy as is one that can really pull to... dictate the 10-point yeah. game. And, and that's the thing with Xhaka as well, is keeping that discipline. There aren't many games this season in which we've been completely... You know, the other team's completely monopolised possession of the ball. So it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment there for Jacca. He struggled badly at Manchester City in the second half when City really started pressing us high up the pitch and suffocating us. What he needs to do tonight for me is get the ball, release it quickly and send it over to, to Welbeck and
1: and the and you know, other players. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I know we're all talking about as if as it was gonna be dropped, but in my mind, I think I think the Wenger will probably start him. I think Wenger's probably got a dilemma, in his head whether to play Walcott or Welbeck. I can see him starting a Woby I think it's probably the perfect sort of I think, game. I think Wobie.
2: he definitely starts
1: a Wobie. Yeah, I think, it, like you say, he has that physicality, but he can he can use the ball as well. And games like this will need someone who can who can keep control of the ball in the final third. I
2: don't think he'll start. I don't think he'll start Welbeck. I, mean, mm. I think he's going to keep playing I think he'll be Walcott, Walcott, yeah. a and Alexis. I hope I hope he starts Welbeck. I've I just. He, he seems to love
1: that front three at the moment, and, and uh, so yeah, that's what I'm expecting in my head. I'm hoping I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I think uh, I think we'll be to again. Yeah, I tend to agree with yeah. you. So we can only hope basically that Shaka does play, <laughs> otherwise, uh, he, it looks like a Cochrane nil in any midfield, but we'll see. For me, that doesn't have enough uh, technique on the ball and able to find the, the front four, so yeah, things crossed.
0: and the poise
1: as well, I think. Mm.
0: Um, Charlie, how. How sort of significant do you think this could be on the rest of Arsenal season? If even if there have been obviously tales of glorious failure in the past, where going to Bayern and winning two nil with um, Giroud and Koscielny scoring and it not quite being enough to win the win in Monaco um, two nil that again almost got us there but not quite. Do you think? any kind of win in this fixture, do you think it requires, you know, a real statement of intent for Arsenal to really kind of fend off the critics now over over the two legs? Well
2: I think any win will certainly be a statement of intent. If Arsenal can not buy Munich out and they going can suddenly stand up and take notice. So I and mean, it will be a statement of intent, there's no doubt about that. I think the big difference at the moment is obviously we've got the we've got the away leg second this time and it's normally First. Normally the other way round. So um and I think, you know, we're very, very strong. We rarely, rarely lose at the Emirates in, the, in Europe. football. football by obviously, by has uh, kind of last year. And we had a couple of shot results. Well, the Olympiacos shot, and then you had the 3-3 three, round three election and then 3-0 the <laughs> up into me. But, you know, we tend to get decent results over the years with the Emirates, even against the, the big boys. So I so, um, I, you know, if we can just, like I said, just give ourselves something to play for in North London, then then it will be a decent result, and it, and it will be. I mean, everyone's talking about the record for six years since we've got past this stage, and it is becoming, must be become a bit of a mental barrier for Arsenal. And if they can break through that now and see off a team like Bayern Munich, then you know, the confidence that will give them for uh, the rest of the competition, I and mean, they, won't, they won't care who they face really after that. If they've managed to get through Bayern Munich, they've gone... Bomb- the will probably be in the, at least in the semi finals and it'll be a massive confidence booster. it a huge, huge thing for Arsene Wenger as well, given the pressure that he's under and, um, in terms of the rest of the season. So and, um, it's a massive, you can't look anywhere around it. It's, it's
0: a huge game for not just, the, not just the club, but for the manager. Do you think, Andy, the kind of underdog tag? Uh, it's obviously a bit of a cliche, but do you think that could play into Arsenal's hands a little bit today, and that they're kind uh, tomorrow night? Sorry, and that they're not expected to. Yeah. Well, not expected to a win, but if you look at it, look at it at a kind of bit more of a concentrated level that they're almost not expected yeah. to have too much of the ball. That they're, you know, they are expected to go there uh, to the Allianz and and have as you know
1: as little possession mm. as possible do you think that might almost work yeah in a sense I feel obviously there'll be less pressure on the team because like you say we won't be the favourites we'll definitely be underdogs over two legs but I don't know I mean it looks like we're we're sort of underdogs in most big away games this season I think it's more of a mentality thing if they can just if they can just break through that one that big big breakthrough result like Charlie said if, they, if we can just get one under our belt then you know that trip to Anfield in a couple of weeks doesn't look so daunting you know what I mean if we we get turned over tomorrow night, it's back to square one, isn't it? Um, so we just we just need something to go our way. Uh, obviously, they need to put in put in the work and put in a good performance. But yeah, it, it just it just really something needs to happen for us uh, away from home this season in one of the big games, and it, you know tomorrow night could be the starting point. And there's a
0: little bit of a fixture pilot coming all of a sudden. I mean, the, the Liverpool game half five on a Saturday evening, which preceding. The, the Bayern Munich second leg. Um, do you think he's going to have to think about rotation quite a, quite a lot over the next couple of weeks, Charlie? Because you've got the Sutton game, which you'd expect a, a few youngsters to come in for, but he's proven already in the FA Cup. I know it, it was playing at Preston, and it's a, it's a different kind of standard altogether to, to going down to Sutton, but he'll be desperate to avoid any kind of embarrassment there. So you, you wouldn't think he'd go too weak there maybe you know Jeff might come in uh, Maitland-Niles possibly but I can't imagine it'll be wholesale changes so he, he's going to have to really think about how he juggles his, his sort of his options over the next few weeks yeah well, I think
2: they're play the same sort of team as Southampton there is the, the one sort of thing hovering over the same game is the pitch um, yeah. You know, is he going to risk Danny Welbeck on that pitch, um, like he did at Southampton for, for 60 minutes, 70 minutes with his with his knee? So Does he want to? Does he want play on that that sort of pitch? I, I don't know. So maybe that will come into the equation, in that one. Um, but I think he, he will have to rotate it. But he's in a good position, ultimately. He's got a very strong squad, and every pretty much everyone's fit. And I moment you're only really looking at Sunny Sunny's out. I mean, I don't know what the problem is with Lucas. Um, we'll probably find out tonight from from the manager at a press conference. But. Yeah. Um, there's not too many problems injury-wise so he's got a very big squad to play, choose from and a lot of players but who will want to be playing so I don't think uh, he's sort of going to be under pressure in, in that regard and obviously so the, the Liverpool game massive it's so big unfortunately but Liverpool sound a bit forced just before they come down they've got back, and running, back and playing well and they look back to their best against Tottenham um, so that's obviously going to be a very difficult game in a, in, in a couple of weeks' time but I can be sure that our, way, our luck, surely well, not luck, but our form away from home has got to change at some point against all the big boys. So, I'm hoping it will be, it'll be them But yeah, no, he's, he's going to have to rotate his the squad. There's no doubt about that. It's a stage of the season now where a squad really comes to the fore, and the squad really are what separates the teams at this stage. Whoever's got a strongest squad, usually coach, coach better with it. Obviously, Chelsea don't have a problem with that because they've got no competition to play. But in the bottom, apparently Premier League and yeah, I think that's they're going to be fine. But I think we'll battle in the second place now, aren't we? So, I, I think, um, yeah, it'll be, it, it will be. It will be dependent who's got the
1: strongest squad out the rest of them. Yeah, there's someone we haven't actually mentioned yet, and that's Giroud. Um, he's, you know, he's actually played Giroud yep. away at Bayern in the last couple of occasions, and he's obviously scored out there as well a couple of times. I don't know. Does, does he? Does he play tomorrow?
0: I, I was, I was going to say if, if Alexis does what he did against Chelsea, it's going to hinder us up front because Bayern are then going to be able to press us higher up the pitch. Admittedly, that creates a few more gaps in behind for, you know, if you play Welbeck and and Walcott, it will be. I suspect Chamberlain will continue in the middle.
1: He's an option out there. Um, I feel like it works both ways, isn't it? Because Giroud gives you the option to obviously hold it up and someone to hit long if if we're under pressure at the back, but... If, if you want someone with pace. We
2: like played Drew at Paris St. Germain away, didn't he? Yeah,
1: he yeah. did. Um, but then obviously when you want someone with pace on the to, to attack on the break, then obviously Drew's not your man. But I don't know, it'd be an interesting one. I think if he doesn't play tomorrow then he'll surely start something. Yeah,
0: yeah, you think so, yeah. I, I, I can I completely agree though. I, I was thinking when we were discussing all these options, you you're absolutely right. Um, he just almost doesn't come into the no. the thought process, which is is bizarre, but as I say I think it, you've got a problem there if Alexis does start to drop deep which he's what, you know previous for doing Chelsea probably the most glaring example and the number of times that Monreal would get into an advanced position obviously Bellerin had come off that day um, with a head injury and that kind of hindered us on the right hand side but the number of times Monreal was getting into some really good positions She's on that right hand box. side and that's exactly it and at least he does give you that focal point Um I personally wouldn't go with him. I think he's a game changer option. And what you think, Charlie? Giroud, I, yeah, I, I don't think he,
2: I'd, I'd be very surprised if he starts. I think he is an option, and it's something that I it could certainly pull a surprise if he does it. And it probably catch by account, They'll be expecting the chance to start. But um, with you, I think I think you bring him on probably half an hour ago and, and see if uh, if he can make you a goal with a bit, of a changes of, change of style, changes that. Pattern of play, but and um, I'd, I'd be surprised. I
0: think I think that start century. And just um, we'll we'll start to wrap things up a little bit um, ahead of next Monday because our, our next podcast will be at some point next week. I don't, know, I don't know when it will fall, given that you're obviously it's Sutton on the Monday night, Charlie. Um, but that's um, a proper FA Cup tie. a Real, you know, unique some unique charm around that yeah. fixture. It's, I mean, the celebrations of the, their players and staff when the cup draw was announced was was quite
1: you know magical to yeah. to watch. I mean, wasn't it's, it? it's a great story for, for Sutton and everyone involved with that club. I was, from a selfish point of view, I just wish we drew them drew them at home to be honest, so we could, uh, we could yeah. rest a few players. And um, and there is obviously the issue the with risk the pitch of that pitch. Yeah, you know, you can see someone doing a hamstring on that pretty pretty sharpish, but yeah. We should have we should, we should have far too much from anyway. Um hopefully it's a comfortable night. You know, I'd rather not get embarrassed on national television. But yeah, I mean it's a great cup tie, it's a great cup tie for the neutrals and um hopefully we'll be in the next round to be honest. I can't, can't
2: see anything but horrible memories. horrible <laughs> memories of Wrexham in, in ninety one and uh, I was only a young kid, and I was only ten, but I still remember it perfectly, perfectly well. And I certainly remember the grief I took walking into school there on the <laughs> Monday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. This will be. This would probably top that. I think if we end up losing yeah. the fans, and were still just about the football league at that point. So, and I, um, I think the son has sold um, their son sold 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 to the son head of the game this so, year, and the uh, problematic of the cup that which uh, yeah. hasn't gone yeah. down too well. That's it, caused it uh, the board, just but, a uh, little bit of uproar they're going to make their money. They're going to want to make their money out of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think they've sold, they've sold plenty of tickets and there's been a little bit of controversy about it where the tickets went and everything like that. But it's always going to be the case because everyone's going to, everyone's going to want to get involved in the game. Like, like this, so it is fantastic. I mean, it's going to be an amazing night. The atmosphere is going to be rocking. I are not know what's going to hit them, really, when they walk in the change changer rooms all the cliches about that. And, and whoever plays for us is going, going to be a tough game. But you've got to think, even on that pitch, even away from home, that they're, they're gonna have too much as long as they take it professionally I and mean, they don't do anything stupid but they they they
0: should comfortably have too much for for a certain side and absolutely, absolutely. and it also marks a return well I say a return um a reunion shall we say with Craig Eastman the, the founder
1: of Arsenal Nando's the Nando's movement yeah absolutely yeah it's a great game for him I, I don't know if his suspension's finished is it did, did those games I think, so. I think yeah. he's alright okay. Yeah. okay well yeah it'd be a great game for him personally I think and Rory Deacon as well so. yes absolutely yeah hopefully I'm sure that'll uh, inspire them a little bit more won't it but right.
0: a little reunion yeah, yeah. Charlie um, just a uh, got a couple more minutes do you want to give us a flavour of obviously you've just touched down in Munich ahead of the press conference later so by Munich uh, Ancelotti will face the press at 6pm and then we expect Arsene Wenger and a player who I believe we still don't know the identity of at this point no I don't think
2: so I don't yeah. out who, who it is yet yeah. ok um, so that'll follow about yeah, like a kind of
0: seven-ish or so, won't it, around there. I
2: think so. Well, I think it's sort of scheduled for 6.30, but I'm yeah. very, very surprised it starts at start that time. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're probably looking more at seven o'clock. Yeah. Um, what in like, it's beautiful here, and i moment. An absolutely clear blue sky. It's crisp cold when I arrived at like 7.30 in the morning, and um, I've spent the... Uh, well, I got here and realised that I'd brought two power duches, um, for Thailand rather than Europe. Um, and that's <laughs> so <it's> funny, a <laughs> left on my phone, no, no, nothing left in my laptop, and literally spent two hours walking around Munich, trying to find a power adapter. The glamour, it's, the it's, glamour
0: it's, of football reporting, eh?
2: I know, and it's, first, it's not second, it's the first time I've done this, I, when I went on a pre-season tour already, I went to Portugal that one as well. Again, I had to spend £80,000 in the middle of nowhere there, and the kind of countryside trying to find one. It uh, <laughs> wasn't easy. So yeah, I've got previous or something like that. But the city's lovely. I mean, the fans, I haven't spotted any yet in life, but I was wandering around for a couple of hours and I went in and had a quick bite to eat and a pint in in the main square and still didn't see any of them. So I thought, I thought there'd be more on view, but I'm sure by the time maybe I get back from the press conference tonight, if I take a stroll into town. Uh, there'll be a 30 year enjoying the uh, Hoffer House and Augustina and the, the wonderful sort of big vehicles that they've got around here but uh, I mean it's a fantastic city it really is. I've been in poor, I came Kane for the World Cup in 2006 and had a fantastic time and so it's, all the Arsenal fans do come over is uh, in their retreat the next couple of days
0: we'll keep searching anyway um, very quickly just to wrap things up lads um, Charlie we'll start with you score predictions for tomorrow night
2: please just tomorrow night, it's not the time. Um, tomorrow night, I am gonna, I am gonna say that Arsenal are gonna leave
1: Munich with a one-one draw. Oh, he's gone there. He's gone there. I'll take that all day long. I've gone there. He's gone there. Andy, <sighs> my heart says one-one draw, but I think my head says two-one defeat. Which again, we said at the beginning of the show. But I think we'll take that. So, yeah, I'll take a two-one. A courageous two-one.
0: I, uh, I, I'm I with Andy I think they're going to have too much for us on the night um, good. Good. but I, I do think there are weaknesses we're boating out obviously as well I think there are weaknesses in that Bayern defence and Arsenal have to try and exploit it they, for me they cannot leave the Allianz tomorrow night thinking you know what if that, that's, that's the key yeah. for me they need to leave everything out on the pitch and, and then we'll see yeah. ahead of the I- second leg
2: a laughing really. I've just got to put on a bit of a fight. If, if I, I don't wanna come away from it thinking to similar thoughts as I was from the uh, yeah, yeah in December. You know, performance like that. I don't want to see something like that. Just go out there, put up, a fight, show you mean business and stand up to yourselves and make all the travelling fans and the fans back home proud and you know, you can come away from it with something and let's just hope they can, fingers crossed.
0: Fantastic. And that is the end of the latest uh, Football London 49 defeated Arsenal podcast thank you to Charlie out in Munich he'll be bringing you loads and loads of stuff over the next couple of days so be sure to uh, follow him on Twitter at Charles underscore Watts unless I'm mistaken that's
2: right
0: fantastic thank you Charlie for joining us this afternoon no
2: worries and uh, yeah like you said keep following uh, keep following Twitter and Facebook because uh, hopefully when I find all the Arsenal fans there'll be plenty of a uh sort of nice colour atmosphere pieces on the video content and stuff like that, kind of what it's like to be a traveler yeah. that everything. Are
1: you, Are you off to the pub now, Charlie?
2: <laughs> <laughs> am I off to what? To the pub. I am I'm, I'm looking very long in my bed that mm. is right next to me at the moment. <laughs> 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 mm. Wondering if I could have an hour of power nap before uh, before getting up and going again it what, might be nothing what to what well. Well, I do worry if I do that I'll probably see through my alarm mm. and this press conference. So so yeah, maybe the pub's a better idea.
0: As I said previously, the glamour of a football reporter, mm. Andy. Thank you very much for joining us as well. You'll Cheers, be mate. manning a lot of these videos, Facebook lives, that kind of thing. So, yeah, please do um, come to the come to our Twitter at Arsenal FC underscore um, FL. Football London is the website, and uh, Arsenal uh, Arsenal Football London is that the Facebook page? I think that's the yes. Facebook page. A few dots in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, please give us a follow. Please give us a like. And uh, we'll be back next week with a um, a look back on the Bayern game and also a look back on the Sutton game too. Um, Enjoy the match tomorrow night and uh, join us for all the very latest at football.london. Thank you and goodbye.